Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me, as always, is my sidekick. Hi, I'm Dr. Heisenberg. And I am actually kind of sick today, but who cares? We are going to soldier on and do this for you people out there. So, let us uh, just get right down to choosing our topic. Fifteen. Ooh, you killed that goblin. And going to the list, fifteen is... Things that are green, suggested by Ashley in Pittsburgh. Hey, go Pittsburgh! Things that are green. Things that are, I think that goblin you just killed is green. Not anymore. Oh. Things that are green, that is a... That's a lot of things that are green. That's a big topic. It certainly is. It's a lot of things. I think we should start by making a list of everything that's green. Okay, alright, we can we can do that. I think we can do that. This right. is a this is a manageable task. Okay, good. Uh things that are green. Shamrock shakes. Shamrock shakes are kinda green. They're eh, they're not very green. They're delicious though. Oh, chlorophyll. Chlor son of a bitch. Chlorophyll's green. No, but now I'm not gonna get any good ones now, because all the good green stuff is plants. And and you just say chlorophyll and that's all the plants, and now I can't like, now I use any plant, and you're going to be like, oh, no, I already said chlorophyll. Mm-hmm. Reptiles. Rept- no, you have to let me get one. You have to let me get one. You cannot just take reptiles, too. What? That's, uh, just turtles and snakes and alligators, and, yeah, I guess that is a lot of, hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay, great. Oh, okay, you've got all the plants and all the reptiles that are green, because, like, okay. there are snakes that are red and stuff. It's not about that. Yeah, hmm. Uh, okay, well, so what else is green? Let's, ooh, Mr. Yuck! Mr. Yuck! Mr. Uh, Yuck is green, poison, Mr. Yuck is mean! Yes, uh, poison control spokesperson from the 80s. Perhaps he was not in your region? We Yeah, they used to hand out the little stickers at my school in Michigan. Yes, and uh, hey, if you don't know who he is, you can Google him, because we're not going to explain it. He's an angry little man who tells children to stay away from poison. Can't fault that. No, I mean, because, you know, putting a skull on the poison, maybe the child will see it and think, if I drink this, I get to be a pirate. You they know, might, we, They might think it's, you know, like, just rum or grog or... Yeah, and I mean, you know, he'll drink it, and, I mean, sure, maybe there are pirates in hell, but that's not really how you, the, the ideal way to go about being one. Oh, it doesn't make you... Yeah, <laughs> no, being... Many pirates are dead, not all dead people are pirates. It doesn't matter. Mr. Yuck has solved this quandary and by he's green. appearing on poison bottles and sticking out his horrible green tongue at people. Right, what else is green? What else is green? Mm, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew is yellow. Yeah, I'm slightly colorblind. Uh, things that are green. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what else is green? What? Kate Winslet's eyes. Lovely woman. Really? This is where you're going to go? This is your, your new seduction method? You're going to mention someone famous and talk about her pretty, pretty eyes on our on our, our podcast that eight people listen to? And you're going to be like, oh, hi, Kate Winslet. Your eyes are so pretty. Because that's how you talk. And then she's going to be like, oh, my goodness. I'm so wonderfully, you know, intrigued by this mysterious hairy troll of a man. I am going to fly to Brooklyn right away. And hop in his lap. Because that's how she talks. And that's what your plan is. Is that your plan? Is that your end game for Kate Winslet to hear this and be like, oh, I'm going to fucking go and just hop on this hairy troll-like gentleman's lap? Well, it's better than no plan. I'm not sure it is. I mean, if it has a next-to-impossible chance, 
of Kate Winslet jumping in my lap. It's better than a no chance whatsoever chance. You have a greater chance of... You know, you happen to be at a bar somewhere, and for whatever reason, Kate Winslet is researching a role where she plays someone who goes to the shitty sort of bars we can afford to go to, and she's there, and she gets hammered, and falls down, and happens to land on you. That's more likely than whatever you're planning. Yeah, okay, so we'll do both of those plans. Yeah, so having no plan in this case is the better plan, because you can't control Kate Winslet's research process. Now I have two plans. I'm not even sure her eyes are green. Well, they're lovely. You know, we have been ignoring something very important here. And that is that, you know, green as an adjective has a whole other meaning now, thanks to uh, the wonders of advertising and, to a lesser extent, actual environmental responsibility. Uh Uh-oh. No, because, you know, if a company wants to make people think they're, you know, being responsible, they take their old logo and they make it green... And they put it on a pretty white screen with some weird little handwritten fonts and, you know, some quirky indie music. And they're like, oh, we're green now. And they don't actually have to do anything different because they made a commercial. Right, right. Pre, pre, you know, suggesting that they're environmentally conscious and care about the world. when what they're really saying is, now we can market to lazy yuppies. Exactly. Enjoy our crap, Park Slope. Hey, yuppies. Too lazy to actually give a crap about the world, but want to make people think that you do? Buy this shit! It comes in a box that looks like maybe somebody had to paint it at some point. For the people who think energy saver light bulbs are too much of a challenge. Exactly. Look what I bought! It says it's green! And I mean, companies that don't even try to do that with the products still do that in the advertising. You've got that whole McDonald's ad campaign. Where they've got, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the montage of the beautiful fresh tomatoes, like, oh, look at these beautiful tomatoes, and stalks of wheat, and splashes of crystal clear mountain water, because that's what you get at McDonald's, but you don't, but we can now pretend it came from a real farm. Right. You're like, oh, there's an old lady back in the kitchen at all the McDonald's smashing up the tomatoes to make the ketchup. You know, there's like, they're churning the ketchup Amish style. Right, right, right. You know, and they got, like, you go to McDonald's and you're like, oh, hey, you make healthy things now. I, mean, I want to have something a little fun. I'm going to get me some apple pie. Ooh, a big old slice of apple pie, maybe with some ice cream. And what does McDonald's give you? Mm, they give you good. a sad little, it looks like a hot pocket full of, like, apple cores and syrup, like corn syrup, that they dunk in the fryer, and then they hand to you, and they're like, here, have your apple pie. And you look at the commercial, and it's like, oh, look at that. Oh, these beautiful apples. We're throwing them up in the air and, like, chopping them in half in midair with a big knife and, like, throw apple up in the air and catch it on a sword and shit, you know. And, oh, there's a big old tidal wave of, of crystal clear water with apples in it. Like, the apples are swimming upstream to mate because that's nature, and you that's know. that's badass. It's like mixing pirates with the Amish. Yeah, exactly. Pirate Amish apples. That's what the commercials want you to think. And you go to the McDonald's and you're like, ooh, I saw that commercial. Man, I gotta get me some of this apple shit. And you go up to the counter and you say, I would like me some of this apple shit. And they give you (laughs) this sad little fucking deep fried apple egg roll. It's like, you know, here, enjoy your little tragic turd shaped apple bar. You know, the first bite will burn your mouth, and the other two bites will suck, because it's also small. It's like, it's bad, but it's also small, so it's like, I guess it's good that it's small, but you want to get your money's worth, even if it's bad. But no, they give you these little, like, 
chicken finger sized apple thing. It's like, you know, here, have an apple finger. You may have one. Ugh. And that's what you get at the McDonald's. You get you go in, you get your apple fingers, you get nothing like the commercial with the fucking apples flying up in the air and getting chopped up. Apple fingers sounds like some kind of disorder, like there should be a, a benefit concert for children with apple fingers. Apple fingers are a disorder. They are a disease. <laughs> they are a cancer on the heart of this nation's fast food industry. Okay? Help fight apple fingers. And McDonald's is actually marketing apple fingers. They don't call them that. They call them apple dippers. But basically, to make the Happy Meal healthy, they give you little apple slices with some, some caramel dip. You know, and you dip the apples in the gooey sugar crap and eat them. And it's basically because, you know, oh, kids don't want to eat apples unless they can pretend they're fucking McNuggets. Because the kids need food to be cool, you know. We need to condense the Happy Meal into a Go-Gurt bottle. So that the kid can just fucking slam a Happy Meal while riding their snowboards and wearing sunglasses and shaving fuck off into the back of their heads. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking kids. Today's youth are extreme with like eight X's. Like extreme. Because that's what kids are, man. They're fucking cool and they're totally radical to the max. Little Lovecraftian monstrosities with their fondue and their skateboards. Fondue. <laughs> Dipping. Apple dippers. It's not fondue. Fondue has like little forks and a little pot. It's a whole system. I know. It's like a gateway drug. Like what? Like we give kids apple dippers today and they grow up to eat fondue? Yeah, nothing but fondue. Like they can't dip, do anything. But And you get the, but it's fucking McDonald's so you got like redneck kids. So they're dipping, they're just dipping shit into mayonnaise. They're like, this is some good fondue! Like they we got, got a, yeah. They got just a jar of mayonnaise on the table, and they're just dunking stuff in it. That is horrible and probably <laughs> happening right now. Right, it's like just stale bread and two-day-old like pancakes and, you know, tortilla chips and shit. And then oh, just, oh I, <laughs> I threw up a little in my mouth. Okay, good job, McDonald's. Dip this into some pickle sauce. This is a fondue party. I got... I got five different... I got gravy. I got a big bowl of gravy. You can dip your stuff into that. Everybody bring something to dip into my gravy. Exactly. That's what McDonald's is doing. Kids don't want food unless you can dip it or slam it. Glug, glug, glug. That's what it is. So it's like, it's all dip and slam, dip and slam. That's the fucking McDonald's idea of what the the children of today want. But from their commercials, you'd think that shit comes from real farms. And it's green. Totally green. Totally green. For the all fuck your does that even mean? Dipping and slamming needs. Sam, is that like, if you buy this, we will trees will grow? That's what they want you to believe, yes. When you buy your apple slammers and your fucking pie nuggets, you're going to make the world better by and planting trees. You will be thin and smell good. Yeah, you won't spend the rest of the day smelling like french fry grease because you went into a McDonald's. Right. Huh. Yeah. yeah and, and fast food in general, it is not just McDonald's with their, you know, super extreme apple slammers. You know, it's also, you know, pretty much every fast food chain, like Wendy's is talking about, oh, our ingredients are fresh and our fish actually comes from the ocean. And Subway, it's all like, oh, it's fresh. Eat fresh. There was a big fucking fat guy who came to Subway every day. And now he's, you know, just sort of stout. 
And, you know, he's getting old, so, you know, that's inevitable. But Jared's getting a little fat again, you notice that? Well, yeah, but that campaign's been going on for ages. He's probably just getting old. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and of course, you know, it, how do we even know it was the sandwiches? I mean, you know, he was walking to Subway. We don't know how far away Subway was. Maybe he lived, like, like two miles from Subway. And, I mean, you saw that he was really fat. I mean, if you're that big... And you're just walking a little bit. That that adds up. I mean, cause, especially if he doesn't in the sunshine. Yeah, I mean, somebody that big, usually he's not walking. So you know, he, just a little bit of walking is gonna count. And so he goes to the subway every day. He's like, <laughs> he gets there and he's like, oh boy, I get to have a sandwich. That's my reward for subjecting myself to walking. And then he's got to walk home with like a pound of bread and lettuce sitting like a brick in his stomach. <laughs> you know, and that. Is probably what happened. Johnny's weight loss tip of the day. Sell your car. That's actually a pretty good tip. Yeah, actually. You know? Because that is a good tip. Because, you know, the car companies are all like, oh, we're going green. We're making hybrids. We totally promise to have an electric car on the market sometime within the next 15 years, maybe, unless the government changes the rules again. Yeah. Oh, let's make a game out of it. Let's see if we can... Build that thing on the moon we were supposed to build first, or actually run a car on electricity like we already know how to do. Exactly. You know what would be, you know, really great? Sell your car. You lose weight, and you don't, you know, go crapping out carbon monoxide all over the place. You know, you mentioned the, the fish from the ocean thing, and the ironic thing is that that's not very green at all in terms of environmental friendliness. Yeah. Because the oceans are running out of fucking fish. That's not hyperbole. Yeah. It's really bad out in the oceans and they're being overfished and they have these great new things called fish farms where they do it in contained pools that don't fuck up the environment and you can buy the you know trout and salmon and tasty fishies and that are made in contained farms with filters and you don't have guys out in boats taking all the food away from the sharks. Yeah, the oceans are running out of fish. They've got plenty of mercury. Yeah. You know, so enjoy your, your mercury sandwich from the ocean that's almost depleted. Have fun. Yeah, fish farms equals green. Don't believe the bullshit. Or maybe it does come from a fish farm. I don't know. Maybe that's how they're verifying that it's real fish. I don't know. I was just rolling with that. Yeah, I really have no idea. But Wendy's commercials certainly seem to be implying the ocean. Exactly. And you should stop fishing in the ocean. Yeah, because it's bad. whales are hungry. Whales are hungry. You're taking food out of the mouths of baby whales, you scum sucking fuck. Oh no, I'm sad about the baby whales. I know, I love whales. They're whales great. They're awesome. all like, you know, they're swimming around, they're going you know, they're great. If I was out fishing and I saw a whale, I'd be like, That's okay, you can have this fish. Yeah. You need it more than I do. Exactly. Because I can go home and go to the fish farm. Yeah. Whereas Mr. Whale has to swim around until he finds another fish. Yeah. And whales are big, so they got to find a lot of fish. Or plankton. Some of them eat plankton. Yeah. But, nice. you know, the plankton's not doing so great either. No, no. There's krill depletion. That's probably true. That sounds real. I think it is real. All right. Well, that sucks. Okay. There's, like, acidic oceans now. There's, like, yeah. more and more ocean is unviable. It's hey, everyone, enjoy the ocean before it turns completely into mercury. And, uh... Acid. Acid, and before Garbage Island completely overtakes the Pacific. It's going to get to the... Okay, there are these jellyfish that, uh, for whatever reason, their life cycle is perfectly suited to global warming, right? They okay. can... They just... Whereas everything else, 
reaches that, I don't know, we might start dying off phase. These guys are just multiplying like crazy as the oceans get warmer and warmer. And they're eating all the fish that we don't catch. And they're just multiplying like crazy. These big, poisonous, brainless fucking jellyfish. And that's all that's going to be left. Garbage and acid and mercury and murderous jellyfish. There we go. You heard it here first, folks. The, uh, the jellyfish are coming. They are going to work their way up onto land and almost certainly kill us all. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be you know, you're going to be sitting in bed or waking up in bed one day. You're going to wake up. You're going to be like, oh, hi, honey. Oh, fuck. A jellyfish has eaten my wife. Yeah. That's uh, that's why we're going to need to train the rats to fed, fight them off. You and the rats again. <laughs> yeah. I. We, you figure at this point we need to train successors, provided... It's like a contingency plan. Provided our robot armies just fall flat. Okay. Not exactly optimized for ocean combat to begin with. Not really. We're going to need a species successor. And right now, for a lot of reasons, the logical conclusion is rats. I'm not sure it is. I mean, you know, you've seen the, the footage of, you know, the octopus playing with Legos and stuff. I mean, this is a clever animal. They got tentacles. Rats have thumbs. They can grasp things. They oh can... yeah, tentacles are so bad for grasping. Make a tiny little rifle. A rat could. They could probably both shoot guns. Yeah, I mean, if you if you had a gun optimized for the individual <coughs> animals, they could both. I mean, and they'd be inventing their own stuff at that point. I mean, they would. They'd make you know, guns that feel good to occupy and whatnot. Right, that's true. All right, all right. I'll concede that point. It's like, oh, hey, who's that up there? Oh, it's an octopus. He's got eight guns. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, hey, look who won that war. Like, the rats have a natural advantage, okay, because right now most of the octopi are just out in the oceans doing their thing, probably worried about the jellyfish. And, you know, the rats, whereas, are in our cities studying our technology amongst us as we speak. Yeah, and so when all the humans are gone and a few million years have gone by and everything we've built has, you know, completely crumbled to dust, the rats are like... Okay, we are ready for this. Somebody build some subway tunnels so we feel at home. Yeah, you know, the whole tunnel architecture phase. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Whereas, you know, Octopus is going to look around the ocean and say, this sucks, there's nothing here but poison jellyfish and garbage. Let's get up on the land. We've been practicing. They are practicing right now. And they're going to get better at it. Let's get up on the land, fuck up some rat cities. All right, all right, but... Tell me this: What does the uh, you know what does the octopi army have to bring to the table to fend off the jellyfish menace? Because you're talking about two fronts at this point. If you got rat versus octopi, those jellyfish aren't going away. So it's like this, this jellyfish scourge is just going to keep marauding against both as they're trying to wage war against each other. This is trouble. It's a jellyfish. Just you know. Just kind of swatted away. <laughs> <laughs> Not very intelligent. They got the best of your wife, though, so... Well, look, I mean, that was... That was a weird situation. <laughs> it was a few million years ago. I guess you did that. Yeah, I mean... Oh, no, it's jellyfish. What are we going to do? I don't know, maybe a wall. A very low wall. <laughs> maybe right. we just pile up some pillows. I, I'm not convinced. Some fluffy, fluffy pillows. Where are these squids of yours going to get pillows? Okay, octopi. Okay, no. This is, obviously, they are octopi. It's a racial slur kind of thing. we got a two-species conflict here. You think it's bad amongst humans. There's going to be... This is be 
you know, the octopi are going to be like, hey, oh no, here come the field mice. And the rats are going to be like, oh, fuck you, squids. Okay, I can see that. It's, except, shit gets ugly. Except, you know, you've got them all speaking the same language, which is not going to happen. Octopi are not going to develop a language based on talking. It's the water. They're not whales. They don't have blowholes to make noise with. You know, they're going to be uh, communicating by changing color, which some of them can already do. Uh, so that's pretty cool. That's That would be a nice combat advantage if you could flicker color codes at each other. Yeah, exactly. You Instantly. know, it's like, oh, you're walking through a dark alley in Ratville, and it, everything is black around you, and then suddenly, oh, it's not black, it's just a bunch of octopi who have turned black, and now they're turning fucking battle color, and they're all descending at once. Come on! Oh my god, you'd be scared. Rats have excellent night vision, though. They'd see right through that. Well, there's still like 50 of them, so... Yeah, you know. Take that, rat president. Oh no! Yeah. That's how the rats talk. Oh no! <laughs> but yeah, so you know the the octopi are you know the rats are trying to work out. Oh, why are they all flashing red? But it doesn't mean anything. It's a ploy. It is a distraction. While they're working out why they're flashing red, Octopus Beta Squad is going around the back, breaking into Rat HQ. Okay, and presumably uh, hacking something. This is going to be a dark, miserable, violent. But also pretty cool future. This is true. Well, I mean, that's it, it's our fault because we can prevent this. We are we are at a cusp of two possible alternate futures here. All right, <laughs> where like fucking okay. Basically, think of humanity as a write-off at this point. All right, We've been done. Sending crap off into space for sixty years. They got the honeymooners and Hey aliens, you like the gong show? There's a whole lot of gong show up there. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. At this point Galactic Society's like, no, 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 we're not recruiting the situation. Fuck that planet. So, fine. But one of these days when we go extinct, there's two possible futures when Earth evaluation comes up again. Either violent hellscape or two races living in harmony. If the oceans aren't fucked up, the octopi won't need to come back. They don't naturally want that real estate. They like the oceans. They would prefer to stay there if there was anything left to eat. So, octopi rats living in harmony, fighting off the jellyfish menace. Yeah. Yeah, that would be... And then the, the aliens come down and like, Oh, what a nice couple of little junior races on this planet. Oh, so much better than those monkey people. Come on up. Come and... So, it's, it's galactic chaos, galactic harmony. And it all depends on whether or not you need to keep eating ocean fish. Yeah, so, quit overfishing. Yeah, stop it. You're killing the future. Yeah, cut it out, guys. From the rats and the octopi. Seriously. Like, yeah, put down the... Put, put down the pole. Well, it's a net. Put down the nets and the poles and the harpoons and the fishing grenades and... Uh, what? That's what we learned by listing things that are green. Yep. Have a good week, everybody. Enjoy your breakfast. Keep riding that dog rocket. (laughs) 